0: Hey, this is Troy Baker, and Nolan North, and you're listening to my, my Xbox, Xbox and, me. and me. Hey, we
1: did that together. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 111. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the man behind our reviews, Gary. How are you, sir?
0: Hello. I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: So, you're so just still against the name, aren't you?
0: Didn't say anything. Yeah.
1: We know. We all know what you're what you're thinking. We know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> um gary how, how are things sir how is how is life out there
0: christmas um christmas uh, is yeah, upon us pretty much yeah, christmas about... is
1: upon us um are you ready are you are you fully prepared
0: i'm never fully prepared for christmas
1: no me well i'll be honest with you everything's just come at the wrong time this year like christmas can it be moved to like next year and like january yeah so like, i don't could don't even take a month. A just to move christmas yeah sounds good i'm done i'm, I'm done for that yeah <laughs> what, what have you been up to outside the gaming world anything
0: uh so star wars uh, over Ooh, the weekend. oh
1: the new one yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, did you enjoy it i've heard mixed things i've heard mixed things
0: uh it was entertaining film that i think i enjoyed i don't know i came out of it and people were asking wow. my opinion and i was like okay i don't know because spoilers I guess. No spoilers, <laughs> no
1: spoilers, no spoilers. But alright, all right because all right, I haven't seen it. Okay. But interesting. Interesting. Me and Haley did a uh watch along for the first time ever on the on the Twitch channel and I showed Haley her first Star Wars film. Alright. And uh oh it was so funny. I have not had so much fun doing that. Literally the whole time she's like So a Jedi as a species what is uh, Chewie? What is so? We showed the Force Awakens because we're gonna go see the new one today. Okay. And uh, as we all know, Jar Jar Binks is out is the best character in the universe. So she was asking where Jar Jar is. Obviously, not in this film. So she was pretty upset. But uh, yeah, it was a good good time. I enjoyed it. I'm sorry, I, I missed it. that. It was fun. It was fun. It was. We're gonna. I think it's definitely something we're gonna do more of. Watch alongs. Um oh, People enjoyed it, and uh, so yeah. But uh, the big piece of news in my life this week is... I'm sure if you've been listening to this show for a long, long time, you'll know that uh, we live with Hayley's aunt. And the time has finally come that our house is sold. So me and Gary literally come off the air uh, of doing this last week. And then i got a message, saying The house is sold. you got to be out by February.
0: That is literally the timeline. It was literally, stop broadcast, looks at his phone, shit, my house has been sold. <laughs>
1: So I was just a bit like, oh man, that's this is weird. So um, uh, th- for this show, honestly, nothing's really going to change. In all honesty, like, it's not going to matter to you guys. You're still getting your show early if you're a Patreon supporter. Um, you're still getting it on time. If not, whatever, on Fridays. It's more about my other content, that side of things, where things may have to slow down and stuff. Um, going through a ton of stuff right now. But anyway... That's neither here or there. If you want to show early, head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Audio is free, does, video is for. I just put out a survey. Um, I went to do an end-of-year survey for... It was more for mcfixer stuff, not so much my Xbox and me since we spun it out. But it turned into both, which is fine, because I own my Xbox and me. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to the guy who said, Stop begging for money by promoting your Patreon. Shout out to you, sir. You clearly do not understand how things work. But, and I will say you keep the lights on because I know that really irritates you. So I might even do it more so because it's literally true. And when you speak the truth, that's what happens, friends. That's what happens. But that's me. That's me. And that's my opinion, I guess. Um, and that's your opinion. Uh, you'll hear from Mike Lynch a bit later, but we will jump into straight away what has been in your box. Gary, what have you been planning this week, sir?
0: Oh, um a bit more rocket league. Um I'm Ooh, sort okay. of slowly starting to get back in no, It still sucks. Still. Suck. I was
1: going to say you're getting better though. You're getting slowly but surely better and better and not better. Not
0: really. <laughs> I was practicing oh. on the offline modes and okay. then went back online and then it was like, oh, the offline modes are absolutely no preparation whatsoever for going online. <laughs> okay. Um I'm trying though. I don't know, it's fun even though I'm not very good at it. So I guess that's the important part, right?
1: Well, having fun. We play video games, dude. They're they're made to be fun, and that's yeah. all that matters, I suppose. Um, what about what's going on with what have I been playing? Is that it? You that's what you've been playing? Or do you want me to go next? I've been
0: kind of chilling. Like I've played oh, a couple okay. of games on PC. Um, I just finished up my last game for review for the year, which is mental. Um, yesterday, but now I've been kind of sort of. There's games I want to get back to that I've missed. Um, in time for when we do game of the year later on, might yeah. be like mid January. think. But I, I think I'm spending a couple the- of days just.
1: Yeah, to put it at that, I think the Game of the Year talk will be the first week in January. I think that's how we're going to do it because I feel like that's probably where everyone's going to go, which makes more sense for us as well. So it'll be like the first week after the New Year episode.
0: Cool. But I'll be ready. That's,
1: that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at anyway. Yeah, I should be ready as well. I think there's only a couple of games I missed this year that um, really matter. I need to do Call of Duty Story. Um, I Call need to Duty. try and get to Call of Duty. I need to try and do Wolfenstein. Um, and there's a couple of others Little Nightmares I want to try and play And uh, a couple, but we'll see We'll see what I get to um, I've been playing some of that PUBG on Xbox, dude How and is
0: it? And
1: as much as it's Again, I said last week Which was like 15 hours impressions Now I must be about 30 hours or 35, yeah? As much as it's bad And it is bad And it doesn't feel as good I finally, I think it's finally clicked for me So I'm starting to get wins and of course, when you win, it feels a lot better.
0: 100. So
1: um, I think I've got like seven or eight wins now. It's got to be something like that. I just got three. I just got one before we come live. Literally, Dang um, It'd be after the esports invitation, like Gamescom
0: next year. I'm not.
1: know what? No, I'm not. I'm. am trying to keep it low key, girl. I'm just, you know, just being me. I'm just. But no, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's. I love playing with the the with the the viewers and the the audience and the community. That's what I love about it for the for the fact is the fact that I can jump on and play with um, play with obviously you which we haven't had a chance to yet but uh, we can play with you I can play with Stu I can play with um, FIFA some other people in the community people who watch my live streams all the time stuff like that that's what I love it for being the Xbox guy and covering it for like over two years now it's nice to have a game that everybody loves even though in the state that it's in and. Um, be able to play with people. That's what I'm just enjoying about PUBG on Xbox. Does the frame rate suck? Yes. Does the draw distance suck? Yes. Does it have issues of crashing my console to 18 times now? Yes. Um, but but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. It's it, but it's a total different game. Me and the foxes were playing it the other day, and oh my god, Xbox players get to the last 15, so the circle is really small, and all they do is drive around in cars.
0: I've actually read that, like, I've read a few people on Twitter, because I didn't know this was a thing after we talked, but there's a few it people saying, like, in Facebook groups and Twitter, like, oh, I got top ten, all I had to do was drive around in a drive car, and I was like, damn.
1: What is the point? I hate you guys, and I mean it, I hate you guys with passion, if you're someone who drives around in a car to get there, I hate you, like, seriously, they're, they're, that must not be fun. Email him, podcast at gmail.com, if you think that's fun, but... I just, oh, and it's so annoying. But to be fair, I say it's not fun. Me and Foxes had a game where everyone was in cars, so we decided to stay in our car as well. And we were literally just driving around in duos and just blowing up everyone's cars. So Foxes was just shooting out the window. I'm just driving, following on everyone, just blowing people up. We both we both finished that match. We didn't win it, but we both finished that match with eight kills each. Damn, son. Yeah. Sounds was like crazy. Car I used
0: to play Halo back in the day. It, it, <laughs>
1: It's just so frustrating, though, because the problem you've got is, is either you've got one or two things to do, then. Either you get in the car and just drive around and don't attack anybody, or you find a building if it if it spawns in a building, and just stay in that building until the circle gets really, really small, which is what I did yesterday. The old hide in my, a bathtub And got my wind. Kind of. Not quite the bathtub. It's usually the hallway, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um apart from that, what else have I been playing? I played something very important. The Resident Evil DLC. Uh starring the one and only Chris Redfield. Wow, how disappointing. How what? disappointing is that? Like, I think I don't know if I hyped it up I hyped it up in my head too much, or if Capcom hyped it hyped it up too much. And it really has sort of embodied my whole thoughts of Resident Evil 7. Which is, if they wanted to reboot the series, they should have just rebooted the series. They did not need to do Resident Evil 7. They should have just rebooted it. Everyone would have understood this is a new type of Resident Evil. This isn't your macho man Chris Redfield and your Leon S. Kennedy saves the president and then kills the president. And do you know what I mean? Like... If they wanted to reboot it, they should have, but this this piece of DLC especially, The Not A Hero, I was waiting for, and waiting for, and waiting for, thinking, okay, we're going to get the explanation of why Chris works for Umbrella, we're going to get the explanation of, maybe not the explanation of why he looks different, because they've they've kind of gone on record on their YouTube channel saying that they wanted to make him more lifelike, they they didn't think that Chris Redfield looked like a real person, etc, etc, which, to a certain degree, I understand, but whatever. Um, but the thing that really—it's just like you literally—the only explanation you get about Umbrella is um, the lady in your head, which I don't think you even get her name throughout the whole piece of DLC. She's just oh, that is that? Well, no. no. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't know who she is really, if, unless I missed that. Um, so she she mentions oh, Chris is getting used to working for Umbrella. Um, And then you've got a document, which, again, if you're someone like me who doesn't read usually, you would have totally missed that. Lucky enough, I streamed it with Hayley, and Hayley does uh, all the reading while we stream games, which is lovely. Um, So, you read through this document, it explains that... um, That... That Chris Redfield works for Umbrella because Umbrella now want to... um, be the good guys, etc. etc., etc. sort of thing. So for me I was just like, what the hell? I really didn't understand it. I really thought they dropped the ball with it. It tells the story of Chris Redfield going in to get the um, oh, what's that Baker's name? What's the last guy? Lucas's Lucas Baker. The M boss battle is boring. The the there's interesting parts of that gameplay though, of the whole um, special Things you can pick up, the new bullet types, the new enemy types. Um, doing the whole shutter, the shutter part—that was cool. The game was cool, but from a Resident Evil fan standpoint, you're—you're wanting you're explanations of why Chris works for Umbrella in a interesting way. You didn't get that. You want to know. You want to know more, more and more and more about this world, and you in this new Resident Evil world, which is pretty much is, and you just didn't get that. Where'd, you you watch someone play, but what did you think of it when you, what you was watching?
0: I don't know. It just seemed really kind of dull, like generic, very generic. Yeah, um, mm. I I can't really speak to more than that. Like the whole thing about Chris Redfield, I wasn't as invested as you were in. Yeah, hashtag not my Chris, but
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Um, it just it was the way it was just throwaway at the beginning. It's like oh, Umbrella you work for umbrella like you work for umbrella because xyz right that's it Now just do the rest of the thing and it's just like that's kind of unsatisfying and really there's, unsatisfying there's a lot right? of people who have a lot of questions about it and
1: it's like they don't understand their audience that's what it feels like it's like you know that look resident evil fans can be quite um bitchy at times if you ever look in the YouTube comments of a Resident Evil uh, trailer or anything like that, they can be quite bitchy and fanboy-y, and I guess that I've kind of added into that. But this is a franchise I've grown up with for my entire life. So, yeah, I am going to have a little bit of ownership. I know what Umbrella means. It means they're the bad guys. So when they become the good guys, I need a whole story arc of why they're the good guys. Not a script that says Umbrella are now the bad, uh, good guys because they want to repent pretty much they want to repent for what has happened in their corporation what yeah. is that it is that is that all you're going to give me in this in this DLC that you've built up i was quite disappointed if i'm honest just really 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 was disappointed which is a shame because i expect more
0: yeah i mean that should have been the DLC right like the story of umbrella becoming the good guys good guys
1: that's Unless, I suppose, Resident Evil 8 could be that, which is going to be you play as Chris, I guess, and it's the whole story arc of how Chris is adapting to how he's in Umbrella now, and he still doesn't trust them because of what happened beforehand. That could be interesting. With but then don't give me this maybe. piece of DLC then. Then I don't need this piece of DLC. I just need, needed the Resident Evil 7 story arc to end the way it did, um, which is obviously with Chris Redfield coming down. And everyone going, okay. But looking back onto... Do you know what? I'll hold this because we've got questions coming up. We've got questions coming up and I think it fits perfect with that. Um, So let's jump into the topic of the show. This week's topic of the show is Fixer Sack, which uh, most importantly is you guys, the audience, uh, emails. We're going to do it at the start of the show instead of the end this week. And um, first question says, Hello to both MC Fixer and Gary. With all these games in 2017, which game really stood out to you for both good and worst that you played in 2017? Merry Christmas to you both and families of the community from Stu at Xbox Stu my man. Um Gary, have you got have you got one that this on the top of your your list that was the the game that really stood out. So probably not your game of the year because that's that's probably spoilerish. But maybe a game that you wasn't expecting to be as good as it was.
0: Hmm. A game that I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was. Um. That's probably Cuphead. To be honest, okay. I didn't expect it to be that good. Yeah. Like I knew it was going to be good. It looked great. The art style, the music, everything. But I didn't expect to love it as much as I did.
1: Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, for me, um, The Evil Within 2, personally, I know we sit on different sides of this, but um, The Evil Within 2 took the simple survival horror gameplay, which I was expecting, and then added a, not an open world, but a interesting hub. <laughs> Yeah, Hub World that you can you can walk around and kill enemies and there are side missions, which there are only a few, but it definitely changed the way I view an open world game now. Oh or sorry, I should say a survival horror game. Um so I would much prefer another Evil Within Three, which hopefully we get even though it didn't sell amazingly. Um with a Hub World again with more side quests, with more um Exploring the world to find weapons with more, and that can help you with your main quest. I th- I thought it was done well. It made sense in the story you was in as well, um, and yeah, Evil Within was like one of those games that I knew I would enjoy because I love survival horror, but I didn't think I would enjoy it to the to the 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 way I enjoy it now. And uh, I look back at that game, and go yeah, I'll play that again definitely. I played through the one a couple of times, so the only thing I dislike about the Evil Within uh, two. Is the end game stuff, which is you can only do uh, New Game Plus and have your stuff come over if you played on the hardest diff- on the easy, whatever difficulty you played on is where your stuff is. So right. if you want to go up to hard, you now cannot go over with all your weapons and stuff, which I dislike that because that's the whole reason for me to replay the game and get the achievements. Yeah, I always like, thought
0: that like that was the point in New Game Plus, like you was, go through and do it in a harder difficulty.
1: Exactly. that's that was kind of how I thought but not in this game apparently. So that's the only thing that um I disliked. Um and what was like the worst experience uh that you played this year? Something you just some maybe not the worst experience, I shouldn't say that. Um as the what Yeah, no, it says the worst, the worst game of 2017 that you played.
0: Well, um the worst game of 2017 I played wasn't on Xbox, thank God. Um, the worst game I did play that was on Xbox of 2017 was Power Rangers Mega Battle. You remember that one, Oh, first? okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, I didn't play it, thankfully. Mm-hmm. but uh, ne- Never get really into games New reviewing, days.
0: let me tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, thankfully.
0: Uh, that game, when I think about that game, um, it makes me want to cry in the shower with a tub of ice cream. Because I know so Power Rangers isn't good, right? Like the original series. It's cheesy. But it's I fun because Everyone loves I Fire grew Rangers. up watching Power Rangers. <laughs> um, so I had to play game That was just so terrible. I mean, to some, the best way you can sum up Power Rangers Mega Battle is uh, in the start menu. Um, you've got the the original theme tune. You know the guitar theme tune.
1: <coughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's all kicking yeah.
0: in, and then when it kicks in, when it's supposed to be like go go Power Rage. No, no, vo- no vocals. Oh, okay, that's how. So it sets the tone right there. Yeah, that that's how <laughs> a good metaphor for how much they missed the mark of what they were trying to do. Oh yeah, and it was okay. just terrible. Yeah, absolutely awful.
1: Hmm. Mm. Um. For me, what was? Uh, it's a hard one because I didn't play that. I think this year was the year of me being way more picky and choosy with my time and the games I played. Um, uh, I think it's probably unfair for me to give this game the worst experience I had this year. But from an exp- expectation level, compared to what I got, I would go with Ghost Recon Wildlands. Which was, go have fun with your friend in this world. Which it was, and it was great at that. Um, but they, the story the story was non-existent. I didn't care. Um, the side missions are so repetitive, it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, it really just didn't didn't hold my attention. And I remember Sanders Paul goes, Oh, Recon's really good, and it was really good for the first six, seven hours, and then beyond that it's the same thing rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I get it, it's go in different ways, and you can do it, jump out the helicopter and I get it. But I like games that force you to do that, don't give you that option of like, well, you could do this, but you have to do it yourself. I want the game to sort of usher me in the right direction of where to go and ghost recon wildlands for me doesn't do that and i had like i like ghost recon i like the get what ghost recon games i like the idea of four of your friends going out there and um taking down this big drug cartel but i don't like it of extract this extract that and uh, do it over and over and over and over again it was just a bit too much for me it eventually just personally. feels
0: like a like a, a checklist rather than a That's,
1: game yeah exactly Exactly uh, thank you very much Stu, for your email Remember you can email in my Xbox and me podcast at jingmail.com we'd appreciate it if you do and this one says hello and Merry Christmas you sexy lovers I hope this season to be jolly is finding you both well kicking butt and playing some Xbox. I have two questions if you' allow it number one what games of 2017 do you think are underrated? Do you want to start there? And then I'll uh, carry can on, you. or should we... Yeah, oh, really? we can start there. Uh, yeah? 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 Okay, so, number one, what games do you think were underrated in 2017?
0: Here here it is. I've said it for months now. Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't that bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it... I, I totally skipped it just because of how I, the reviewers and how I heard people speak about the game. Not being a Mass Effect guy, I didn't think this was the place to jump in. Definitely Um not.
0: It should have been, but it wasn't.
1: So, but that's a difference between something being underrated. So you think this game's underrated?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, why? I just I don't think it's terrible, and I see a lot of conversation. I know the reviews came out at around about a seventy on Metacritic, but like the you go to like the the conversation around it is all about facial animations and bugs, and maybe the story wasn't great, and maybe you didn't like this or that, and it wasn't as good as the Mass Effect trilogy, and. On that one, you just got to sort of stop and go, guys, the Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect trilogy was amazing. Like, yeah. to, if, if that's what you're expecting from Mass Effect going forward, there's a very good chance you are going to be disappointed for the rest of time. But mm-hmm. it was it was good. It was a good game. It, it had some issues at launch with animations and bugs and being rushed out. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The, I enjoyed it.
1: Fair enough. No, I'm not judging you. I'm no, definitely no. not judging you. I know you're that's not judging not what me. I do. <laughs> I'm sure the audience will judge you're you in a me. big way. Um, I would say Assassin's Creed Origins is underrated. Interesting. Now, hear me out. Because I feel like it, it reviewed well by people, but so the reviewers are playing it. It reminds me of like a, a Dishonored, where the hardcore people love it, but I don't hear it in my audience and in people that I'm around. I don't hear enough chatter about that game. I hear, oh, Assassin's Creed. I don't really care about Assassin's Creed. I'm like, no, but you should play this one. This one's really good. This isn't like the the original 20 of them. Um, This is, this is a total different take on Assassin's Creed. And it is so well done. And I've said this time and time again. It is so well done where... I just wasn't expecting it to be this good and I wasn't expecting the world to take me in the way it did I wasn't expecting the characters for me to have any any care about any of these characters but I do um Egyptian times did nothing for me it does now um it made me want to learn like all of these things that this is a video game at the end of the day like I don't have to have this affinity for it but I do um and I just that I, I do think that was quite underrated this year. Don't, like I say, I'm sure reviewers there was nines out there. It reviewed fine, but I mean from the the everyday man, I don't think I don't hear enough people talking about Assassin's Creed Origins.
0: Yeah, so that was, that's what you look for when you talk about underrated, right? It's not necessarily the reviews; it's the chatter, no. it's the discussion around the games.
1: Exactly, exactly. And yeah, is there any more that comes to mind? We don't I suppose we don't have to have one. Is there anything else that you think was underrated that just you played and you was like, why is this... I could easily have added Evil Within 2 on there as well, honestly. Where, again, it was one of those, oh, survival horror. And I'm not really into survival. I'm like, but this is really good survival horror. And, yeah, that... What else did I play this year that... Um, yeah, I don't know.
0: I always That's lean towards indie got. games with that. So, when so you what, say like, is there anything there? Like, I don't see enough people talking about uh, Night in the Woods, for example. Okay. Um, that came out super, super early in the year. I think it was even like February time. Uh, yeah. That was a really, really good, good narrative-driven experience that I really enjoyed. And still, like when I think about back on it, I still think, yeah, man, that was that was awesome. Nobody's talking about it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one called Flint Hook, which was like a procedurally generated uh, roguelike uh, 2D platform game that was, that was really, really solid as well. Never saw anyone talk about that. Uh, like a week after release, it was just... Silence.
1: Yeah, that's a shame. That is a shame. Uh, Question two. What are your expectations for Xbox in 2018? I hope you both... Sorry, I hope you both and your families have a Merry Christmas and you get what you want from Santa, your fan and lover, Mr. Moody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Moody. Thank you very much for the email. Um, What do you expect from Xbox in 2018? Um... I feel like we've been saying it all year, personally. Which is, they've got to bring games. They've got to bring third party... um, Sorry, not third party. Um, They've got to bring first party exclusives, number one. So E3 is going to be huge for them, uh, announcing stuff. They have to deliver on um, the games they are putting out. State of Decay 2 needs to hit well. Uh, Sea of Thieves needs to hit well. This is the big one for Ren. Needs to hit well. Which... I feel like the chatter about Sea of Thieves is starting to come up a bit more. People are reading a bit more and watching stuff and starting to understand the game a bit more. And people are like, oh, OK, I like this. I like this. A lot. Of, I've heard a lot of people are in the uh, alpha now as well. So they're starting to get a feel for it as well. And I'm like, don't touch the alpha. It sucks. But trust me, it's good. Um, yeah, for me, for me from Xbox is they've got to deliver. So State of Decay 2 has to be good. Sea of Thieves has to be good. They have to do something crazy for me to care about Crackdown 3. Um, what else am I missing? Uh, on the first party front, am I missing something? Is that
0: not it at the moment?
1: Mm, could be. I've, I don't well, think so.
0: I thought Horizon 4. It's well, undoubtedly yeah, sure. happening.
1: But, I mean, it will be Horizon's turn, right? Yeah.
0: It's
1: Horizon's year, so it would be Horizon 4 oh yeah horizon 4 sorry you said that um my apologies it's a lot look i'm tired i'm tired it's Um, all good man it's all good (laughs) yeah what about you what do you expect same
0: they need to bring games they need to have a big e3 um they need to to surprise us with some stuff we're not expecting maybe some new ips and they also but they also need to bring halo they need to bring fable would be it would be a good one to bring out maybe something for for gears of war because it's by then, it'll have been almost a couple of years since the fourth one.
1: I think we get a tease, definitely, for um, Gears 5.
0: I'd also hope that they go to Japan and try and get some partnerships in Japan because a lot of great games that came out this year were Japanese, and a lot so, of them were missing from Xbox. you have got to remember,
1: on. Phil Phil has been in Japan quite a lot this year, um, which we've seen from his Twitter and stuff like that. Um, hopefully, they've they've sorted out some deals. I think, for me especially, I don't want to see what I saw this year with games like Neo, games like Persona. I don't want to see those games be held to exclusives on PlayStation through nothing apart from Xbox's downfalls. It's, PlayStation have not done, from what I understand, PlayStation have not put those games behind a paywall or uh, behind a, any money behind these games, so they're not exclusive to Sony. Yeah. It's just Xbox haven't gone and got them. Like we could see Persona Five on the Switch. What? And that's what I hear. I hear that regularly. Persona Five on Switch would be awesome. I never hear Persona Five on Xbox would be amazing. And for me, that's so annoying. Like so annoying. Like, why? Why are we not hearing that? It comes um, down
0: to the Switch just being portable. So when people say, of "Oh yeah, it'd be on the Switch. It would be amazing to take Persona on the go with a game like Persona or Neo or Near," um, then yeah, it needs yeah. to hit. At the same time. It just needs to come out on both platforms at the same time. Yeah.
1: But so I hope they I hope they um they can sort that out. Uh what else would I like? I'd like definitely new IP. Um they've got and to sort out the IP they do have. They've got some great IP. You mentioned Fable. Um we're gonna talk about Crimson Skies a little bit later. Um they've got banjo as much as I know we don't really need a banjo, but they've got more IP for people that people can do stuff with. They've got more than just Gears and Halo, which is that's all I hear people talk about when it comes to Xbox, Gears, Halo. They, I, I don't want any more timed exclusives, which I don't think we'll get. Um,
0: console launch exclusives. And console, launch window yeah, exclusives. You know exactly.
1: And... But what I do want, which I didn't think I would want, but I do, i want them to go back to having the marketing rights on certain games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know that's something that Phil said he's not interested in, but for me, I think that's the wrong decision. I watch football and I never see a PlayStation Xbox ad. I always see a PlayStation ad. I watch the TV I do watch. I only see on PlayStation Destiny 2, FIFA, Call of Duty. They have got so much market share and mind share right now with the average consumer that you are just like where is Xbox? Like the people I know and I talk to like oh what cons? I had I had multiple people message me saying what console should I get my kid? And the first thing I say to whoever it is, if it's a kid, I say, where are their friends? And they go, oh, their friends have got a PlayStation, but I know you're an Xbox guy. and like, you can't go where their friends are. You have to, especially as a kid, um, and if you can't afford both consoles, you've got to go where your friends are. And the only way you get your friends somewhere is by having that that mind share, by having people in the ecosystem. Um, I think they've done a great job, obviously, getting PUBG as a uh, early access exclusive. We don't know where that's going to be, um, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, that's for me. That's what I'd want to see more, other than just first party. Gary, is that what else could Xbox do? Do you think?
0: Honestly, I think that's just where they got to start. They've done a good job with the One X and getting it out there. People are buying it. Um, it's selling really well, above expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, they just need to to give people a reason to to stick around now. Um, to give people a reason to put games in their console or download them onto them, um, yeah. and it, it, that's what they need. That's all they need. That's all twenty eighteen needs to be about for Xbox is is games. We've got the world's most powerful console. Now here's what you can play on it, and only play on it.
1: Yeah, I only play on it meaning it's going to be on the Windows Store as well. But... Yeah, yeah, of course, but yeah, okay. I mean,
0: there's not going to be many people buying an Xbox because they've already got powerful PCs. PCs yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, for me, again, it's just that you, you hit the nail on the head, which is games. They already have uh, Game Pass. They already have, I'd say... Xbox Live is better than PSN. Um, they already have the best controller. They have the best hardware out there. They now need the games. They have the inter- they have the best internet f- infrastructure. Um, they own their own um, streaming service in Mixer. They they have all the parts. They've just got to bring it together now. And um, I hope with the Xbox One X being out now, it's like all right. Well, our games are gonna look better cool, that's something we can sell to, to whoever, dev here, dev there publisher here, publisher here um, but it's definitely just getting those exclusives now and uh, getting new IP out there, I think
0: 100%
1: <sighs> last one Gary it says Merry Christmas, fixer fix actually, and Gary it is the time of year to look back and reflect I'm still short I'm still fat and my hands are still sore from all the Xbox playing. So, what are your gaming highlights and lowlights of the year? Obviously, Gary's highlight is joining the My Xbox and Me community. And Fix's lowlight is Chris Redfield having a cosmetic surgery in Resident Evil 7. But, do you have any others? Merry Christmas from Matt. Gamertag, Little Smitty. L-I-L space S-M-I-Y. What are your... Highlights and low lights of the year, Gary. Mine I can start off very easily. Now thinking about it being the end of the year and the game come out so early. Resident Evil Seven wasn't a Resident Evil game.
0: That a low
1: it, light. That's a low light on a on a um on a big one, which is Resident Evil seven is an amazing survival horror game. Resident Evil 7 does well in atmosphere, sound design. Um, It does nothing in characters, in you caring about characters at all in the world. Um, Which, I suppose survival horror games don't have to do that. Um, Changing the camera perspective, for me, was to hit on the VR aspect, which does nothing for us as Xbox gamers. That was so much on the PlayStation front of like, hey, if you do this, we can put it in VR and it'll sell well. And da-da-da-da-da, do you know what I mean? But... That game, in all, was a uh, low. Now thinking about it, if I was to rank my games, it doesn't hit the top three. And I'm sure people will be like, "You're crazy," but that's just me. That's just me personally. I just, I didn't. It didn't have that same, that same oomph that it needed. Still happy we got another Resident Evil game. We're still getting Resident Evil, but it, it, it's not. That game could have quite easily been out of the series and just been called something else. And it still would have been an amazing game. If not even more, I talk about even more in a better light. It wouldn't be a low light if it was a different game, but it's a Resident Evil game for me. That's been a low light uh, of my gaming this year. What have you got, high or low? What you got for me?
0: Well I've got a list. I made a list. Um, the, I mean, he's right in terms of one of the big highlights for me this year was joining the My Xbox and Me podcast and getting your reviews on the channel it's so cool like the the like just being a part of all of this and like getting to do this podcast and like because i was a fan like i just watched this stuff up until a couple of months ago and then Mm -hmm. i got the fateful message and now i'm like in it and like you guys like message like see things on facebook and you're in my twitch chat and it's fucking great i love it so definitely a highlight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, as far as video games go, the games themselves in 2017, like it's been an unbelievable yeah for for video games. Hundred percent. Like the quality has been, I've been blown away oh. by how how good the games have been.
1: The fact I can sit here and bitch about Resident Evil Seven, which is still a phenomenal game, like says a lot.
0: Yeah, man. Like everyone brought it this year. The Indies brought it. The AAA devs brought it third parties first parties for the most part and it's just it's been it's been amazing to watch and be a part of
1: yeah i i totally totally agree um on what gary said another highlight of mine has been been playing with the community this year i feel like has definitely upped themselves in playing and being in twitch chat for me which when i talk about twitch i forget that to 99% of this audience probably about 95 i should say doesn't give a crap about me on Twitch, which is absolutely fine. I don't expect you to. But that's where I interact with you guys on a daily basis. That's why, like, when people are like, I'm not supporting you, all I do is listen to the podcast. I'm like, I totally get it. That's fine. But there is a portion of the audience that email in regularly, that um, have that communication with me that is more than just a uh, a listener, a viewer you are some people that I've met. They are people that I've invited to my house. They are people that I have stayed in a hotel room with. They are people that I've hugged and and shared... Um details about my life that i wouldn't share with everybody again i say this all the time but my twitch chat sees me more than Haley sees me my twitch chat sees me more than my mum sees me more than my dad sees me sees me on my my highest of highs and my lowest of lows and they're like "Fixer, you need to get a sense of humor and i'm like i totally get it but i've had this shit day or this has happened but the one thing i want to say is this community again has grown again and people have reached out even more so this year through my um, troubles that I've had this year. I've had some some crap and I appreciate you all so, so much. And some people say, oh, fix it, you're just pandering and whatever. And you're, you're, you're in quotes begging for money. It's like it's not like that. It's I enjoy creating content for you guys and for the people. The, the, the 5% out of just the listening to this podcast, and I mean the people that are watching Gary's reviews on the YouTube channel, and watching the opinion pieces, and watching my vlogs that I do on my channel, and watching those people that that see me every single day, I'm so thankful for. And that's been like a highlight of mine that sometimes you have to take a step back and reflect on what you have and reflect on. And I was to a guy in my Twitch chat, Skovacs. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but he said something like, Fixer, you have everything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, you have this, you have that, you have a beautiful fiancé, this, that, and the other. What does someone get you for Christmas? And I'm like, it's not about what I want, but I just want to keep growing and keep being happy. And that's all I care about is happiness. And for the most part, I've been very happy in 2017. And I'm very thankful for you guys, the audience, listening and playing with me and emailing in and tweeting me and whatever it is. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So that's one of my highest of all highlights. Hit me,
0: Gary. Um, I mean, like, right not now? Not literally. Or... Oh, okay.
1: No, not literally.
0: PUBG is another highlight of mine. The fa- Not necessarily the game, the fact that it just came out of nowhere, and now it's, like, it's the biggest game ever. Ever. Like, it well, dominates. Anywhere, but yeah. yeah, yeah, but, it, like, it's dominated Steam. It's past 24 million units sold before it even hit Xbox, and, like, that's, that's huge, and... That's not an EA game or an Activision game or a Blizzard game. That's just some Story guy mates, called Player Unknown and some Him devs and who made AI. an MMO like coming together and making this game and it's just become a phenomenon.
1: PUBG for me is such a high on it. It was the game that got me into PC gaming properly learning how to use a cable, keyboard and mouse, which I'm sure for some people, oh, no one cares. Um, but it, it also was the one, the one game that has transitioned me into a one-game-a-guy where I put 400 hours in. And then you get the copycat. And I want to give a shout-out and highlight to Fortnite as well. A game that I was like, I'm not touching this game with a barge pole. F this game. This is crap. I'm not even going to bother looking at this. It's just a PUBG knockoff. And you play it and you go, this is pretty fun. This is way more fun than I was expecting it to be. This is a total... As much as this is a ripoff, it has its own art style and it has its own... Um, set of rules in the world that you have to go with and uh it's a lot of fun but yeah i'm with you gal i'm honestly i'm with you PUBG is one of those games that you're like damn this come out of nowhere and set this world on fire
0: always good to see something like that happen
1: yeah man it's amazing
0: you got any more uh, a couple more um just Hit some me. quick ones uh game no, no, pass you're good game pass yeah. oh, was a fantastic p- idea
1: speaking of game Pass. While Gary carries on talking, I'm going to scratch off a code and give one away on this show right oh,
0: now. Let me just get a pen. Uh, <laughs> no, not for you. Not for Damn, you. Fuck. Sorry, I've still got about seven months sitting in my drawer over there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Game Pass was fantastic. It's, it's such a great idea by Microsoft. Um, and the fact that they're adding like fairly recent games to it. Gears of War 4? Gears of War 4. Gears of War 4 like, it just makes it a, a fantastic value proposition. Um. Mm. It's probably the I don't know. It's it's probably top two. It's between that and EA Access in terms of like cost and the games that you get for it.
1: I think EA Access is better value for money, being that it's twenty pounds for the year. Yeah. But what I do like about EA Access, is obviously, that the library is way bigger. Yeah. And they've got different companies in there and stuff like that, which is obviously amazing. Um, I love how Xbox sort of I don't know if Xbox took what EA was doing was like. That's a good idea. We should do that. Or if it was more like a, uh, they were already in it, and the air was like, "We've done this ourselves, but we want you guys in." And then Sony were like, "We don't want to be in." And they're like, "Well, we've got this thing, but you can do it as well." Sort of thing. Yeah. I but wonder yeah, if EA access, yeah,
0: yeah, EA access is great. But I wonder if Microsoft were just kind of looking at Netflix and just going, "How do we hmm. do that?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which they haven't done yet. They, there's still that barrier to entry. People, some people still who own Xboxes don't even know what. Game Pass is.
0: Mm, I know they need to get and that's that out That's
1: crazy. Mm. But how? How do you market that? I
0: don't know. I mean, you market it as it's like Netflix, but for video games. True. Just to True. like boil it down, to it's like a simple thing that everybody can understand. um It's yeah. just how do you tell people?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, the code is. Are you ready? Pens and papers ready? Here we go to get a one month code of Xbox Game Pass. We have VX six. That's a lie. Yeah, no. V, X, 6, J, R, M, Q, G, G, T, 9, J, 6, D, V, X, Q, F, 4, 7, D, T, 9, Z. Thank you very much, my Xbox and me listeners. Hope one of you wins. Um... You've got more, tell me. You've got more.
0: Devolver Digital's E three press press conference was a bit It Was for a me. low.
1: Was a low. No, it
0: was a high. I loved no, it.
1: Oh, that was that so
0: I loved it, man. It was every it was I, it was everything that happens at every E three, boiled down into twenty minutes with more goal.
1: And it did Suda... nothing for me. <laughs> it did nothing for me. The PC gaming show as well was a low. Oh the I PC gaming show was
0: like the lowest of the low, but <laughs> I really loved Devolver's thing.
1: Um any more highs, any more highs? No, nah, I think we I think we covered. I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Should we get into the news? Um, there's not a lot, so there's not much, you'll find.
0: No, fine. I mean as a low light I would say scale balance cancellation. Oh you're right. yeah. As soon as it that was exactly where my mind went I was like Xbox low light, oh scale bound got cancelled.
1: Or you got Scalband and uh, Recall wasn't very good, Mm. which was last year. But uh, still, Uh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I hear you. Uh, Ugh, Scalband. I forgot about that one. You brought that one back up. (laughs) I brought all
0: the painful memories. I still saw. (laughs) I was so looking forward to that game.
1: Oh, damn, 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 damn. Okay. so on that note (laughs) let's hear from my boy mike lynch mike says here is his brand new youtube upload schedule and it goes a little something like this mondays he'll start be doing let's plays tuesdays he's got opinion videos wednesday no uploads sorry guys no content for you guys thursday cut comcast okay good stuff uh of an fps I don't know what he's doing there, but maybe I'll check out on Thursday. Friday, reviews of movies or a game. Saturday, whatever the fuck I like. I like it. I like it a lot, Mike. Keep doing your thing, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you for sponsoring this show. You head over to twitch.tv slash streams or youtube.com slash Lynch. He's not the ukulele player. Make that very clear. You click the other person, not the ukulele player. Good
0: News,
1: Gary. Let's do it. First piece of news, PUBG has hit 1 million players 48 hours after coming out on the Xbox One. 1 million players on the Xbox. Now, very important that I say to you guys, this isn't 1 million sold. And the reason I say this, which... The article didn't quite go into, but I'll read what it says, which is: PUBG has hit one million players on Xbox One. Jeez, the year. Mike, Microsoft, sorry, Jesus, definitely end of the year, and that's today. The, <laughs> uh, the commendable, the milestone: a free copy of PUBG will be included with every Xbox One that's purchase from December seventeenth to the thirty first. So, very important there that to note. I see a lot of influencers and people at IGN and tons of people giving away codes of PUBG. Like I saw I think I see Ryan McCaffrey give away fifty codes. Destin and Gary gave away like fifty as well. Like so there was more people out there just giving away codes to people. So Xbox were really trying to get this in people's hands so they could play the word of math game with people. Did I get one? No, I didn't get any. No one gave me nothing to give away. Gary, did you get any?
0: Of course I didn't get any. I didn't go buy it like a scrub. Me too, me too
1: 111 episodes Xbox and you couldn't even send us some codes you were giving millions away not quite millions I was a bit hyperbole there but so where does this sit on your radar then of like how many it's actually sold would you say Um, like it comes free with every Xbox One X so from now on and they were giving them away on Twitter to influencers like I would say it's still sold a good if it's hit a million a good Nine hundred thousand, right? They didn't give away a hundred thousand copies, surely.
0: No, probably not. It's one of those things where, much like uh, we've been tracking PUBG on PC since whenever the fuck it came out, um, I think yeah. it's going to be one of those things where we just kind of see how it goes throughout sort of the next few months and beyond. Um, I think it's probably the best way to sort of track it. I don't think it's going to sell as well as it did on Steam.
1: No, not the way. But I think that that's because you had people like me and you and other people that would have bought it. If this was just on Xbox or PC, I would have bought it on Xbox. About 100%. And don't get me wrong, we bought it on both, but there's people added that won't buy it on both, especially here and how bad it runs on a console.
0: Yeah, I think that might be a barrier to entry for some people as well. That might slow its sales down in the first weeks or months or however long it takes them to iron out some of the bigger issues.
1: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. Speaking of Iron that's Midges. a patch for the Xbox One version of PUBG is now out. As details formed on the forum by the PUBG team, the patch features gameplay and UI tweaks, make uh, makes a first pass on visuals and performance improvements, features and bugs and. Um, many more clearly now we've got a whole list here i'm just gonna sort of scrape through a few of them all right so gameplay gas can now be used while on a bike or uh a bike with a sidecar apparently that was a thing you couldn't fill up bikes uh ui was uh equipped icons on the hud will now be visible player icons are now more visible on the world map ui prompts now appeal when reload and enter a vehicle which is good because i kept not entering vehicles Tweaked hair colours, which happened to my character, if you remember me telling you, that it just kept crashing. Does this mean you can um, have red hair now? <laughs> apparently, we'll find out. Uh, animations have been cleaned up, sidecar passages in first person, fixed player camera issues while as a passenger, obviously in a buggy. There is so much more going on. This is this was a big patch. It was like five gig. I downloaded it the other day. and uh...
0: <laughs> Some of these fucking things are amazing. I'm just sorry, I'm just reading them. Character hit now me, correctly me. faces the proper direction While stopping when swimming.
1: That helps. (laughs) That does help, yeah.
0: And then just... There's there's a ton
1: in there. There's chat and there's minor issues and there's just, there's ton. There's a ton and ton and ton. But the most important, obviously, is the visuals have been updated and uh, some other bits. But they said, like we said last week, Aaron Greenberg said hopefully weekly. Um, So I hope it is weekly. I hope they do do this weekly and get certain things ironed out and finished with. That'd be nice. Let's talk about copycat games. Uh, Brendan Green, aka Player Unknown, wants to see better protection from copycat games following a spat of titles adopting the Battle Royale template, popularised by his game Battlegrounds. Speaking to the BBC, Green explained, quote, I want other developers to put their own spin on the genre, not just lift things from our game. There's no intellectual property protection in games, in mo- uh, in games. In movies and music, there is IP protection, and you can really look after your work. In gaming, that doesn't exist yet, and it's something that should be looked into. Gary, there's more to this, and we'll get into it, but where do you come down on this? Obviously, if you've watched No Clear documentary, you know how Greenberg actually got started, was working on mods for armour, and then went and consulted on uh, DayZ, and then went and consulted on H1Z1, if I'm not mistaken... Um, And then he went off and made his own Battle Royale game. There are games... Obviously, H1Z1 is the first of its kind, correct?
0: Uh, Probably. (laughs) It's got to be up
1: there, right? It's got to be up there. Um, And Greenberg obviously took aspects of that game and then adapted them into his game. Uh Um, And he's saying here that he doesn't like the fact that other people are just stealing the concept and I agree with him to a certain degree. Now, let me finish this statement before we get dive deep into it, which is, this isn't saying that Greenberg isn't interested in PUBG being, being the only Battle Royale game on the market, which I call bullshit. More that he wants to address other developers that adopt his ideas and develop the game. Quote, if it's just, copy, if it's just copycats down the line, then the genre doesn't grow and, I, and people will get bored. I agree with him there. That if we have uh, a PUBG, a Fortnite, another one, another one, another one, another one of all people jumping out of airplanes, that's not fun. And the Battle Royale gameplay can be a big genre, I should say, can be big and can be expanded on. But do you, where would you, where'd you come down on the whole Brendan Green saying people are copying him and they shouldn't be? What do you think of this?
0: Um... The intellectual property protection thing seems a bit strange to me because, um, as far as I'm aware, like a genre isn't IP. That's like saying whoever made the first survival horror like game.
1: I don't think that's what he's saying. I feel like he's saying that... Not so much the jump. He's not trying to IP protect the genre. Like, he's fine with people playing the genre. Like I said, he wants people to expand on it so there's more battle um, royale games. But he doesn't like... I think it's more down to, like, jumping out of the airplane and um, the circle gets smaller. I, Those I are both you. things yeah, yeah. that are PUBG uh, staples. They are things that Brendan has made. No other game had that before his game. Um, I believe H1 doesn't have the plane thing, right?
0: Uh, I, never I don't think it H1. Does.
1: No, nor that. I don't think it does anyway. Um so it's those type of things where people are literally just like, Alright, you're gonna jump out of a plane and we're gonna put you in a different welt and then you're gonna have a circle that comes in and makes it smaller and smaller and smaller. That's the copying that I think he's more stating here, where he wishes he had a there was a way for him to have protected his gate, meaning that you can't jump out of a plane. I'm I'm speaking not this is not factual this is just my full process generally um that you can't jump out of a plane and jump into a a battle royale game and and the circle then closes you in to make the map smaller 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 i get where he's coming from there
0: Um, sorry yeah no i mean i just i just don't think ip protection was sorry i'm getting i got hung up on that when you read it i hadn't actually read this part um before we went on (laughs) (laughs) Where he says there's no IP protection in games. It's like, yeah, there is. like You try and make a game with Prey in the title, um, and you're again, fucked. But
1: I don't think he's talking about titles. I think he's more means more game mechanics type thing. I, I, I don't think you can... That's again, how I took it. I don't
0: think you can really stop people from borrowing game mechanics from other games. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think you'd want to either, because when you're talking about, like, yeah, jumping out the battle bus on Fortnite, and then there's a circle that closes in on you... Um, I mean the circle thing's not new to PUBG. I played an absolutely awful game a couple of years ago which did a similar thing where a circle closed in on you. It's just it's a solution not necessarily a game mechanic because mm-hmm. if that circle didn't close in on you in Fortnite or PUBG, like there's no way the players the players would have to go looking for each other throughout this massive yeah. map and matches would take days um if not longer. Um I don't know like I don't I don't really feel bad for him. Like yeah. his game is incredibly popular. it's sold incredibly well um shit loads of people are actually playing it um on both xbox and on p c so I mean the first one out of the gate was Fortnite, and that had its own spin on it Yeah, it had the jumping out of the thing and it had the circle, but it also has the building mechanics, stuff like that
1: which is its own that is it it's game that is fortnite the game is you build up and then you survival. You survive the the hordes of whatever it is coming for you.
0: Yeah, and we've got um, Dying Light are doing a, a battle a battle royale style uh, thing, standalone game with their zombies yeah. in it and a smaller player count. So people are just are changing it to to fit their own their own IP. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think I get why you would be frustrated or why you might necessarily be angry that these things are coming out, but I think so far everybody's doing. Oh, the biggest examples like Fortnite and Dying Light are doing a good, a good job of putting their own spin on it.
1: Okay. Okay. I also do you also come. Maybe you're like me, and uh, when your game is sold, I don't know, twenty million plus, and you've made a shit ton of money, and you're quite popular. Maybe just stay quiet for a little while, even if these are your opinions of things. Like they had, obviously, they went at. Um, uh, Illphonic? No, not Illphonic. Who made um, Fortnite? Epic. Oh, I should know this. Yeah, sorry, they went at Epic for copying them, and that's bad publicity. Now this, which some people could take it, they can take it how they want, which is some people agree, some people don't agree, but it's still just unneeded attention. Mm, I think, Like, at this point, the game's selling well on both platforms. Uh, there are people still playing the game, you don't need to say this. Like, none of this needs to come out. We don't need to know your thought process right now. I think.
0: You're you're right. I think Brendan's biggest problem is because he's been catapulted into the, the spotlight in a big way Limelight, by PUBG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem he has is, and I'm not sure if he recognizes that he has this problem yet, is that every single thing he says is going to blow up in some way or another.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I get you. I get you. You're a hundred percent right. So... That is that. Um, next piece of news, oh, Gary's going to love this one. Uh, loot boxes are back in the talk, guys. We have got some loot box talk. Uh, video game loot boxes are not gambling, according to New Zealand's gaming regulation. Speaking to Gamatsu, the gaming uh, complaint officer. Uh, sorry, communications office of the New Zealand's Department of In. Internal affairs said the de- department is of the view that loot boxes do not make legal definition of gaming i don't really need to get into the rest of this but gary we've not really heard you rant yet so i'm expecting <laughs> uh, a rant to come out of you hence why i added this story thanks
0: what do bro. you make of this one um of
1: course people want to hear from you people need you talk they want to hear your thought process they want to hear you they you the people need to hear you
0: do i need to turn my microphone up no
1: no no they can hear you that way they just need to hear
0: you i mean new zealand's department of wherever the fuck or the loot boxes aren't legally gambling by the legal definition it's like yeah we know um everybody's said that we know that you just fit is that a fidget spinner
1: it is a fidget spinner it's an xbox fidget spinner more importantly
0: very very good um so, yeah, it doesn't meet the legal definition of gambling. Yeah, we know. The UK Gambling Commission said exactly the same thing, and then a week later came out and said, but we're still looking into it. Because by the legal definition, gambling is you actually have to be able to lose, and with a loot box, you technically can't lose because you're always going to get something out of it. The, uh-huh. the main issue with loot boxes that myself and a lot of other people have is not necessarily that you can lose or that it is... 100% by the legal definition. Gambling, it's not. It's the predatory nature of how loot boxes work. So mm. you, you, especially ones that you can pay money for. If you're just getting them in the game and you can't actually buy them with real money, there's no issue. It's when you... Because essentially it works like a slot machine, right? You put your, your money in, you pull the lever, some stuff happens, and you might may or get some stuff or you may not get some stuff. And either way, that well, triggers not. you to get more stuff.
1: A slot machine, you can lose. This, you cannot
0: lose. Yeah. I mean, in so terms it's more of like it's a... mechanics, like it spins okay, up. Okay, yeah, sorry. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then like, you either get the things that you want or you don't get the things that you want. And mm-hmm. either way, that triggers you to want to, wanna, or at least it triggers me, to want to get more loot boxes because either yeah. you got the thing that you want, but then there's another thing that you want, right? And you're feeling good. You're riding a dopamine high. And if you got that thing, maybe you'll get the other thing. And on the other, mm-hmm. on the flip side of that, if you didn't get the thing that you want, you want the thing, like a skin in Overwatch, let's say.
1: Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. All right, I just thought we'd get your faults. Uh, uh,
0: rant, rants, rants are coming, fix rants are coming, boys. I, I can feel them. I can
1: <laughs> feel them. Uh, Adventure Time, a new Adventure Time game is coming to the Xbox. Adventure Time open world game for. Switch, PS4, Xbox One and PC coming in the new year. A new game based on uh, Cartoon Network's popular animated series. Adventure Time is coming next year and will be published by Bandai Nanko. It is an open world pirate adventure. Does nothing for me, but we're slow on news this week, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> cartoon's pretty good, um, <laughs> I've
0: never played the games. so <laughs> Okay.
1: Uh, Crimson Sky sequel. Uh, my... Uh, Mitch... Sorry. Gentleman? Gentleman? Who served as an executive producer on Crimson Skies High Road to Revenge at FASA Studios believes the title should have received a single. call. Um, the reason I added this story because I know a lot of people are high on Crimson Skies. It's not a game that I actually played. But the interesting one... Uh, the interesting comment that came out of all this was... Obviously... Uh, Mitch said that the game deserves a sequel in an interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey who does IGN Unfiltered which you should go watch because they're amazing however Microsoft wanted to have each development team work on a single game and since FA Studios was juggling multiple franchises at once the Crimson Skies did not continue. Quote, at the time Microsoft decided and Sheng Kim specifically decided that each studio would focus on just one game and we were doing show- Shadow Run and Crimson Skies simultaneously and still working on mech assault and stuff and just collapsed it all down, Mitch said. Did you ever play Crimson Skies? No, no you didn't play it either. My friend so Russell we- played it, we-
0: okay. he seemed to really enjoy it, back on the original Xbox.
1: I tell you what we need next for the next co-host that we bring in. We need somebody who has a wealth of original Xbox knowledge. That's like our our next guy, someone who knows original Xbox like the back of their hand. That's someone we need.
0: Definitely. My my original Xbox experiences are mostly Halo and Halo two related, yeah. so
1: Yeah, see I was a PS two guy, so I didn't have any original Xbox um so I've got a couple of stories that I played at friends' house and stuff like that, but I never. I owned one for like a day. I remember my dad took my PS2 away from me to sell at his shop and was like, oh, don't worry, I'll bring you an Xbox instead and brought me the Hulk to play on it. But that's about wow. it. I've got weird stories like that, which you'll hear on the, the other podcast that we we'll are one day look. I
0: look forward to hearing.
1: Yeah. Uh, next piece of news again. Friday the 13th is getting an offline mode with bots. Developer Ilphonic, that's where I got that one from, has detailed the latest update for the slasher game Friday the 13th. That should have been my, my lows, thinking about it. My lowest of the years was Friday the 13th. I thought you
0: that, really liked Friday the 13th. Did you not really enjoy playing it?
1: I played it and sold it again, didn't I? As soon as I bought it, I sold it again. I was like, nope, I'm good.
0: <laughs> just one game I'm and good. then you're just like, nope, still sucks. I,
1: played, I think I played about seven games. And was like, this isn't good. Played it Halloween and just like, this isn't good. Uh, As detailed in a forum post, the new offline play menu allows gamers to launch uh, a map of their choice as Jason with three tiers of difficulty able to suit players' preference, difficulty effects, blah, 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 blah. There's an offline mode if you want to go play that to get better at your nerd game that runs poorly and sucks. Good luck, Wow. (sighs) Last one sex developer edmerson ed idas ed, ed idas says that the e is silent idas montreal will increase its focus on online experiences moving forward in a statement posted on the studio's official website idas montreal head david and fossy
0: and and yeah
1: and yeah i got that said developers will emp- emphasise online play in its future projects. Before I read the quote, how does that make you feel?
0: Um, they're the guys that make Deus Ex, right? Yes, Not they are good. the that made Deus Ex. <laughs> That makes me feel bad inside.
1: End quote, uh, quote. At Addison Montreal, we're constant, constantly working towards creating innovative and exciting experiences for gamers everywhere. In turn, we are placing an Added emphasis on online experiences in our games, striving to continue project players with content that is memorable and impactful. Though, mm, the rest of this quote is pretty, nah. But, yeah, this is a little bit sucky, honestly, which is like, so does that mean we get a Deus Ex one day, but it will have a strong online component, or co-op of some sort, or... I don't know, I just feel like I hope this doesn't mean game of service which it doesn't. that doesn't necessarily mean that an online um, focus doesn't mean game of service it just means online focus but
0: You kind of translate it in your own head don't you even think, well games are service because they're big right now
1: As soon as I hear online focus I think Destiny
0: Yeah, that's exactly where my mind is as well, it's like are we going to get a Deus Ex game that is similar in structure to, to Destiny which would not fit DSX at all
1: yeah, I really hope not. I really do hope not. Or maybe this means they've got multiple projects going on the go, which obviously they're rumoured to be working on tomb- the new Tomb Raider. Um, and I think they're helping out with the uh, the uh, new Avengers game, right. if I'm not mistaken. So where does this leave us? I just don't know.
0: Does that mean I the Tomb just- Raider's going can- to... I mean, rumoured that they're working on the no. third tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. I-,
1: I would say... I'd say Tomb- they already tried that with the first game. They had Tomb Raider that awful multiplayer online. Did which they? just wasn't <laughs> fun. Yeah, they on the original. Wow. It was just it just wasn't fun. I think they did something in the second game as well, which was more like they did add like a horde mode type thing or a survival thing, which that sounded cool. I could see that but, working in a,
0: it working in a Tomb Raider game.
1: Yeah, but the multiplayer stuff I remember in the first game was just like, no, I'm pretty sure it was the first game. Oh. Um, no thank you. No thank you. Um, but yeah, where does this leave a lot of things, a lot of the, the, the projects they're probably working on? Obviously we know Avengers is gonna have um so Okay, let me say it like this. Do you think that we're gonna get like an MMO style Avengers game now that they got rid of uh Marvel Heroes Omega?
0: Maybe. Could
1: that be what the they're working on there?
0: Maybe type um, thing. the it's been so long since the Avengers was, was announced. Um uh, I don't know I, I just I, I can't get a read on what kind of Avengers game Square Enix will be making um, yeah
1: see I person, maybe I save this for a prediction show we'll do like a new year predictions and stuff yeah we'll do that I'm done Um. yeah okay fine let's get out of here fine let's get with the games with gold you can get Warhammer End Times which Gary says is a good game but I don't believe him it is uh, December 1st to December 31st if I'm not mistaken they're bringing another one number 2 uh, yes, it's coming
0: out. I don't know if it's just on PC first or if it's PC and consoles. No, it's but coming it's com- to console. It's, it's definitely, I just didn't add it to the it's news. It's coming out early this week. 2018.
1: Fair enough. Uh, you can get Back to the Future, December 16th to January 15th. And you can get Marlowe Briggs from December 16th till the 31st. Um, important, before we plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, I want to say a Merry Christmas to every single one of you listening um and a happy new year which actually we should see you again before new year so that's probably a lie about the happy new year part uh yeah we'll see you again before new year so we're good there um anything you want to say before we plug gary um
0: yeah thank you very so much again i know i already touched on this but thank you for like inviting me into the the community in the way that you have and then for bringing me into the into the actual podcast of the way that you have and thank you to everybody out there for liking and sharing and commenting and just basically making me feel good about myself which is very rare so thank you <laughs>
1: Um yeah like I said we say this all the time and I, I really do it's like without you guys there is no show like a, we see the numbers each week we are trying our very very best to convert some of you over to the Twitch channels the YouTube channels the we want you to be part of this community we want you to talk the Facebook group which is popping off that you should join the my Xbox and me Facebook group you've got my Twitch channel which is MC Fixer you have Gary's Twitch channel which is words about games? You have the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com/slash Xbox and me. Um, we're, we're working on, we're going to be working on so much next year for you guys. More, I want to try and get a little bit more content added, more than just a Friday podcast for you guys. Which I already do that over on my channel, and Gary does his own thing on his channels, but more for the my Xbox and me community on its own. Which I've noticed there's not as much crossover as I'd like, but it will come one day. So, Let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here. Gary, what you got for me?
0: <laughs> YouTube.com slash words about Games UK this Friday. The quiz we had mentioned last week. We recorded mm-hmm. it on Sunday. I think it's amazing. And I think you should check it out when it comes out on Friday.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I missed it. I'm sorry, that's all me. That's all me. Um... I would say this week I'm just going to plug Patreon, which is super important to me. Patreon.com slash MC Fixer. Obviously, as you heard, I will be moving soon, which means my my rent is about to double, which means that I will no longer be able to do this full time like I currently do on the little I do make because I'm going to have more bills and stuff to pay out for. Um, if it's something you've been considering, maybe jumping on, supporting at a dollar, which is like 60p or like $2, which is like. A pound. maybe try and do that if you can if you can't, I totally understand just like and share this content, seriously I think people forget how much sharing matters if you can share it to one of your friends and your friend can share it to one of his friends and we go on and how on how viral on. hits happen um, guys That's how we. that's how we grow so if you can't support, please just share it means a lot, tweet at us message us, you know how it is and until after Christmas I will love you, leave you and see you all later bye Gary
0: bye V